Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Stars, the podcast where we talk about the star charts of our favorite pieces of pop culture. Today, we're talking about a true pop star. Oh, yes. Um, capital P, capital S. We are talking about the album Paris by Paris Hilton. The eponymous album, the Paris. The eponymous <laughs> debut album. Yes. Uh, wow. What an album. What an album. It came out on August 14th, 2006. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this album feels like it sounds like the 2000s. Oh, it is very 2000s. I, like, is much of it memorable? No. But does it all feel like a very specific time and place? Yes. Well, here's the thing. Is it the most memorable album? No. But I would actually argue that it's probably sounds better than a lot of mediocre pop albums from the 2000s. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's more listenable, but there's but not always the most memorable. Right. And you have to wonder, is that because of the talents of Paris Hilton or the talents of the people she could afford to have around her? Right. Well, let's talk about... No offense to Paris. I think she's a very talented businesswoman. Yes. And I think she's a lot of savvy. this album is about her as a businesswoman. I mean, right. I mean, in terms of the placements. What... Um, you remember hearing Stars Are Blind. Stars Are Blind is the only song out of this album that I knew. Like, Oh, I, interesting. I feel like this is the only one that I recognize. And I oh, definitely knew Stars Are Blind. Knew that one for years. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Stars Are Blind. Exactly. Like, hello. So, yeah. yeah. But you, did you, have you, what is your, were you a big fan of the Paris music? No, so, I have never listened to the album in full until we did this. Love it. And I, that's actually why I wanted to do it. Because we've been doing so many things that we both know intimately. And I wanted mm-hmm. us. But... So, I knew Stars Are Blind, I knew Jealousy, which I think slaps, Mm. and I knew Screwed. And so, the funny part about knowing Screwed was... I really like Screwed. Screwed is incredible. Yeah, there are some really good songs on this album that I would go back to. So, here's the thing about Screwed. There's two things about Screwed. I heard Screwed for the first time about a year ago, and it was because my partner was in this room where we are sitting right now, Mm -hmm. listening to a playlist of his that he made of like his favorite songs or whatever. And I heard screwed for the first time. And I said, who is this? And he was like, this is Paris Hilton's 2006 song screwed. And I put it on like all my playlists. And I didn't, I didn't even go back and listen to the full album, but I was like, Oh my God, I've never heard this song. And now I'm obsessed with it. It's really good. And then I went back and read the Wikipedia for Paris and screwed was produced by, I believe his name was Rob Cavallo, and he, it was supposed to be the lead single before Stars Are Blind. So what happened is, she had one vision for the album, and it was supposed to sound like Screwed Stars Are Blind. Right, because it was originally titled Screwed, until it was then possibly titled Paris Is Burning, which she then thankfully stepped away from that title. And then... She re-envisioned it with Scott Storch, who has mm-hmm. produced most of the album. Right. So this single, or I mean, sorry, Screwed is the song that sounds the most like the first version of the album, mm-hmm. but it still persisted because it's so good, I guess, on hmm. this other re-envisioned album. I mean, it's a good track. I really like it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said before, Paris came out August 14th, 2006. I was a I was about I was a rising senior, so mm-hmm. it would have come out right before my senior year Same. of high school. Um, and you know, obviously Paris Hilton in the two thousands was just she had 
made she she was the pre Kim Kardashian. She right. was, she's famous for being famous and she made an album because she could. She was the like mass market it girl. Yes. She was the she was the it girl that everybody knew in Kansas as opposed to just like the it girl of like the coastal elite societies. Well, I mean they knew her in Kansas because of uh Simple Light, because Simple of Crappy Lake. Lake. Yes, because of <laughs> So this album is a Sun and Leo. Mom. Oh my God! It this really is. is. A Sun and Leo. Album. This album is just look at me, look at me, look at me. It is. I mean, there. I think there are literal lyrics where she's like, "I'm on the dance floor. Look at me." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and I also think it's it's it works on two levels because I also think that the album is a like, look, I can make an album. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to come up in a lot of placements, but I think the the lyrical content of the album is a Leo, as well as the album itself, like holding the physical copy in your hand is a like, Paris Hilton said, you're going to sit here and listen to me for 45 minutes for this, for this album. Yes, definitely. Also, I love that. Thanks. Thanks to our good research friend, Wikipedia. Um, the, what I learned about this album is the Banksy connection. Yeah. Oh yes. That. Which I also feel like it somehow ties into like the Leoness of it, because like that's its own like performative thing that happened that isn't even necessarily tied to like Paris didn't do that, but because it's part of the story of this album that feels like part of the like Leo son of it in a way because it's like it's just an album by Paris Hilton which like whatever but then also it's like a experimental art piece by Banksy and it's just wild so well it's also an experimental art piece by Paris Hilton you're right you're right sorry I apologize I mean I just feel like I'm I think I give too much credit to the 2000s celebrities but like you no never (laughs) I mean I own we get it we know you love pink we know Okay, but I own the book Selfish by Kim Kardashian, just the oh book of her God. selfies. I think it's brilliant. Of course you do. <laughs> wow. Like, I just think that they were understanding of the media moment in a way that, I mean, they were the, the er-influencers. Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. Um, I just had one track written down for Sun and Leo, which is um, I Want You, and specifically a quote from I Want You. Because um, I'm the kind of girl who likes to tell you what I want in life. And that is just the definition of the Leo son. I mean, she's Paris Hilton, totally rockin' superstar extraordinaire. You're welcome. <laughs> wow, you're so right. Um, but yeah, all right, moving on. Um, Moon and Aries. So this album has two modes. It's either I'm angry or look at me. And often it's look at me, be angry. But I think ultimately what it does is that it wants you to dance through every feeling Yes. And that to me felt very Moon and Aries. Mm. Um, There was even a review of it from the 2000s that in a way praised it for not trying to do like Paris Hilton does a ballad, you know? Mm, Yeah. That all the 2000s girlies, if you listen to a lot of the old 2000s albums, there's always on by track 11 or 12, Mm -hmm. one or two bad, bad, bad ballads. What was the Ash Simpson one? I'm kidding. (laughs) <laughs> well okay okay so this is 2006 i mean we're one year out from Katy perry's first album one of the boys mm. and i was listening to it on the way to vegas because of waking up in vegas i was like let me revisit Katy perry's one of the yeah. boys Katy perry's one of the boys has an immaculate first seven songs and mm-hmm. then the back seven are like ballads that i don't remember a single lyric from mm. yeah. you know and it's like 
that is that was just so many pop albums at the time like oh you have to be serious you have to do a pop song you have to do a, a ballad right you have to do a song that will play over the like part of the movie that you're in that like you're really contemplating the feelings but paris was like no like everything is going to be a dance track mm-hmm. every single thing it's all she was it was future nostalgia mama like oh my god <laughs> paris hilton the er dua lipa um i mean is dua lipa anything more than an influencer uh, I, mm. you're not wrong. I mean, I do With still some con- good producers. I do still continue to think that she is like an Albanian psyop. But uh, I mean, as there's a whole, isn't there a whole like theory that her BB Rexa and Rita Ora, Rita Ora are all like Albanian money backed psyops? Oh, I a hundred percent. But they're psyoping. Their psyops are fucking great. Psybops. <laughs> they're. <laughs> No, they are Cybops. I'm just mad I didn't get there first. Um, so the moon and Aries for me. <laughs> just acknowledging it and moving on. <laughs> That's what my aunt does with my uncle's puns. She's just like, well, you said it. Um, so for me, the moon and Aries is the song Turn You On. Don't mm. get excited, baby, because I might turn you on, turn you out. Give them something to write about. That I, well, yeah. I actually thought when I was listening to Turn You On that it was the most Aries ish. Mm-hmm. It was the thing that felt the most Aries ish to me. Yeah. Well, well, I'm glad that I clocked that then. Um, so this f- album is also a Taurus Rising. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote about it as a dance album, but as a from a different sort of vantage point for this. Mm-hmm. I think that when we talk about rising signs, it's obviously how you come off. I think that the album by embracing that dance sound wants to be like an easy listen, Mm -hmm. but she actually, I know it sounds so funny because we're talking about like turn you on and all this stuff, but she is dealing with some personal stuff on the album. Like I do think that jealousy it's about Nicole Richie. Right. And you know, like, there are things where she's pointing to like her inner life at times, mm-hmm. but it still comes off like Tauruses are very simple, peaceful, good people. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it comes off as like a, Oh, I'm just having a girl having a good time. But there are moments where she uh, underneath the rising, like lets it show that there's some anger there. Yeah. I think for me, it also comes out in the, like just the persona of Paris as someone who loves like luxury and opulence and like the finer things in life. Cause for me, that's a very Taurus thing. And so, yeah, that's how she first appears. And granted we, we know there's much more there, but like she first comes off that like opulence. Look, you own everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I agree. So, Speaking of lots of Leo, this is both a Mercury and this a Venus in Leo. So much Leo. I mean, it is the Leo album. Like, yes. I mean, like if I when I next time I meet a Leo, I mean I'm with sitting with a Leo. But yes. Next time I'll be like, this album is you. <laughs> Don't just hand them a copy of it. <laughs> so this album is a Mercury in Leo. A lot of the lyrics are just like there's not a double entendre. There's not a double meaning to them. It's very forthright and expressive in the way that it says i want you to look at me i want you to you know give me your love give me your love like there's not uh, there's only a few tracks where it strays from that Mm -hmm. and so i just felt like in its communication style it was very leo oh yeah definitely i agree with that i mean i feel like this also this is for me is where like the so many of the songs or dance tracks like comes out of like that's the 
expe- like that's the way that she wants you to experience it is like yeah there are all of these things that i'm talking about but it's a party yeah so so i want to talk about venus and leo oh all right hit me i think that stars are blind is venus that's and leo. what i have written down too I feel like we should like ring a bell every time we have the <laughs> same interpretation of that. Because Venus, like the stars are blind, is Venus and Leo. Oh, yes, it is. It is so. Just please look at me. Look at me. Well, and also when I was doing some research on Venus and Leo, one thing that it said that I felt was really apropos for stars are blind is that Venus and Leo really appreciates the idea of courtship, of like, the game and also like but courtship being a like oh i'm gonna do this thing and then you're gonna do this thing and Mm -hmm. it's all about the performance we've been we're talking last week about performance and leoness with rat race like stars are blind is also about like the performance of uh dating yes and falling in love in that like yes it's it's so it's all about the courtship it is and i feel like even though it is like, oh, I don't mind just like hanging out with you. It really is so much. It's she's saying that she really likes being out with you. Yes. You know, like for all that, it's like, oh, I just love spending time with you. It's like, no, I want to be seen out with you. And that's, and if you show me real love, I'll show you mine. Yes. Like, it's like you have to show it. To you have me. to perform your the love for me or else I won't perform it for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Um, all right. Moving on. So this is a Mars and Virgo. Yes. This album is a Mars and Virgo. And this made me think about the album as a brand strategy. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Hit me. I'm curious. Because here's the thing. In I the- mean, it. thinking I, before you even get into it, I'm now thinking about like the calling back to the Ashley Simpson of it all, the brand strategy of like, well, she had other things going on. So now she's like, well, I need an album too. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least for Ashley Simpson, I always felt like she was a singer first. Like, I feel like this was something Paris did. It's almost like how a lot of people right now, like, put out books as, like, a brand thing. But mm-hmm. it's not actually, like, a good book that they're actually, like, writing or caring about. But they're right. like, oh, yeah, I need a book now. Like, so much of this album feels like Paris being very calculated. Um, and saying like this is now the next thing that I'm doing the next product that you're going to purchase like it's pre everyone having a makeup line Mm -hmm. like the album is the thing I mean this is two years after Lindsay Lohan puts out an album Hmm. her album Speak which I is it Speak or Speak Now I think it's Speak Now is Taylor Swift Uh, yeah yeah, I was going to say so I think Lindsay Lohan's just Speak wow Taylor ripping off uh, (laughs) Lindsay Lohan ripping off the album that I owned on disc, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan Speak. Of course you did. You uh, you have the worst taste of most all time. specific tastes. <laughs> no, Matthew, I feel like you and I would compete for the worst taste of all time. <laughs> That's our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whose taste is worse? Yeah, we just present each other with something that we ha- that we love that we know is terrible, oh, and we argue over which one is worse. I mean, the way that I googled the TV show The Librarians to find out when it came out, which is January, so watch out. Um, so that I could make you watch it because it has it is the worst show I've ever seen, starring Rebecca Romaine, the worst actress to ever exist. So just you wait. Um, so I will say there are two songs that read as Mars and Virgo to me as well. I do think that there are two songs, Jealousy and Screw, that are about like what happens when things don't go according to your grand plan for them, mm-hmm. and that Jealousy and Screw and Screwed both 
embodied Mars and Virgo, but overall I felt like the album as brand strategy is like, this is another step that I'm taking towards, you know, being the it girl towards embodying the it girlness was more of a Mars and Virgo than, than a lot of the album. Well, and now that you're saying that and like taking it outside of the album, that's making me think about it differently too, because like I, I genuinely didn't think about Paris Hilton as a person that was really intentional until I was an adult now. Like, right. And I realized how intentional she was, but I like, didn't think about that and always just thought that she was just like this empty airheaded, whatever that like was just kind of going along to be a socialite. But like, Oh no, all of this was like very intentional. The same way that like you think that our Kardashians are like, it's right. very intentional. Well, that's the thing. And that's very Virgo. Right. And that's the thing is that there's always a sense, especially with female celebrities that like, oh, you know, they're so popular and they just fell into life a deal happens with Fox. To them. They just yes. fell into the simple life. It's like, Paris was like, I, I need to do TV. I need to make an album. I need to do makeup. I mean, she's still doing that. Mm-hmm. I watched Cooking with Paris Hilton on Netflix. Wow. Good for you. How oh was it? It's great. Okay. The best part of Cooking with Paris Hilton is I that- prefer Cooking with Selena Gomez, but... Oh, well... I'm kidding. I, I haven't watched that either, but... <laughs> I just love that there are multiple. Like... The thing that's great about it is that it's like, oh, she's cooking with her friends. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in one episode, she does cook with like her mother uh, or like her mother. Kathy. Yes. Um, I love and, Kathy Hilton. And I wrote about her once. But like other ones, it's like, oh, she's making tacos with Saweetie. And it's like, she's never met Saweetie. They're not friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Um, but I, so I, you know, she is someone who has managed to stay in the public eye for over 20 years or yeah. about 20 years at this point. Like she, you don't stumble into a 20 year career. No. Believe me, there are some people who would still be around if they could stumble into a 20 year career. Amen. <laughs> if only. Where's Will Afford? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Moving what are on. are we doing Will Afford? <laughs> whose album was released on 9-11? <laughs> Well, it wasn't on 9-11. She blames 9-11 for the thing, but the album came out in June. Well, then when are we doing the run of just things that got blamed, things that 9-11 got blamed for, like that and Glitter? Well, yeah. Well, we should just do an episode where we do the star chart of 9-11 and then <gasps> all the pop culture that came out on 9-11. Matthew. <laughs> I hate and we how, release it on 9-11. I hate how good this idea is. I'm sorry. Um, so Jupiter and Scorpio, you know, when you were listening to this album Mm -hmm. doesn't this album just feel like a grand fuck you to everyone who said she couldn't do it oh yeah it it really does like i was listening to this and i was like i feel like when this movie when this movie when this album came out she's like see i can make an album and the thing is is that the reviews for it are mediocre and mixed but like none of them are outright bad no like a lot of the consensus some of the reviews even said like this is better than Jessica Simpson's last pop right, album. Right, like we at the didn't time. expect this to be as good as it was. Right, and so there is this sense of like, you think I'm a talentless it girl, but I'm more than that. And even though obviously she didn't write the songs or produce or anything, she was just there. But like, there is a sense that she accomplished this thing, mm-hmm. and I felt like the Jupiter and Scorpio was just the fuck you-ness of the album. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think um, I also saw it in for me, I have the song um, Nothing in This World written down as the like 
Jupiter and Scorpio for me. And I don't know why, but like that just felt like the right placement. No, I think that's correct too. I love that. Yeah. Um, so next we have Saturn and Leo. This is screwed. For oh, me, so tell this me, is tell screwed. me about that. Um, since I'm already screwed, here's a message to you. My heart's wide open. That just felt to me like, like I feel that Saturn and Leo. I feel that. So yeah, that I, that's just like uh, it. That song just screamed Saturn and Leo to me. Well, to me, this also felt because like, like uh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. no. Well, because like I don't know. Thinking about like Saturn and Leo, it's like a grown up, childish placement in a way. Like mm. it's like a mature youthfulness i think of and kind of like a like i've come to terms with where i'm at and so like i can open up about it but also like and be vulnerable but also like still performing that vulnerability well so much of this album is super confident Mm -hmm. which is something that i guess we haven't talked about but so many of the lyrics are extremely confident yes it's it's both confident and the performance of confidence Mm -hmm. on two levels yes need to learn how to do both of those (laughs) (laughs) still well see this album can guide you it can i I, feel like this album is a guide to leos on how to be leo yeah i'm just i'm gonna play it for the rest of the month good just on a loop maybe just like maybe it's like one of those things like you can put on headphones and listen to it while you sleep like very low yes and it'll like seep into your brain because that definitely works (laughs) (laughs) that and blood spatter analysis <laughs> Isn't that like that thing like women used to like be forced to listen to like weight loss tapes while they were sleeping mm-hmm. so they would like seep into their brains? Yes, stuff. exactly. Please get the And that worked. <laughs> yes. That was not a product of diet culture. It wasn't. No, it was a product of um earphones. <laughs> um I mean, so for Saturn Leo, I thought about the confidence. I thought about the fact that it's almost like the transitive property of equality. Like this album is called Paris and she is the singer and she's also the product. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, thinking about this album got me very philosophical. I don't know why. Wow. I just like, I think it's like a very, I think it's a move that like influencers would die to put an album, an album that gets listened to today. Oh, you're so right. Like it, it was like, the the blueprint she was the pink print before nikki was the pink print she was the pink print wow she's the ur dua lipa she's the, <laughs> the ur Nicki minaj the ur albanian <laughs> <laughs> god i love it all right so uranus and pisces um i had less to say about this one i will say oh yeah same and i think that's okay you know i think that's okay yes not everything's going to have a long explanation. No, not all placements but I do are going to fully fit. I do think that if Uranus Uranus is about like upheaval and change and all this stuff. So, okay, funny story. When I was young, I had, my mom bought me like, you know, educational toys and stuff. And I had this solar system mm-hmm. toy that was electronic and you could like touch things and like learn about the solar system. And it pronounced Uranus as Uranus. Oh my God. And so of I often say Uranus because I played with a toy growing up that just said Uranus. The only things I've heard, the only times I've heard Uranus are you and Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, and, and so I think just educational people don't want to say anus and they no. say Uranus. So I have, I've just like, it, it's, it, I can hear the voice of the man on the board, like saying Uranus. Like he said it in this very deep voice. Love it. Um, so I also think that Uranus is about change and, and upheaval 
And I mean, I think that Paris was changing what celebrity meant. Mm -hmm. So I will just say that. Yeah. Well, and I think that thinking about the Pisces of it and the change, like, I think that she thinking about like the not necessarily this album specifically in this time, but as time has gone on with her, she really has changed how we think of celebrity because she's made us much more sympathetic to people like her. And like, and that's the Pisces of it, of like the like emotional, like connection, love, like wanting to just be at peace. Kind of like, I like we're having to treat our pop stars with respect. Question. This is going to be a deep ass question. Uh I just wanted to prepare you. Okay. If Paris Hilton never gets famous. Mm hmm. Are Kyle and Kim on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? <gasps> I think no. Yeah. The answer is no. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thinker. Yeah. And the answer is they would not have a career. No. And we would not have... Kyle is married to Maurizio in private still somewhere. Right. Oh, God. Are they still married? Yes, they are. They're still married. They're they're working things out while she cheats with that woman, Morgan. Well, maybe she's a lesbian somewhere at this point. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, anyway, so that's what you just made me think of. (laughs) And now what you made me think of. So... I said before we started this podcast, Mm -hmm. this episode of this podcast that I had a surprise favorite placement and it's Neptune and Aquarius. I love that. But also I'm really curious because as you've been talking about it and I, cause I didn't have anything from Neptune and Aquarius, but now that I'm thinking about it and having heard you talk about it, I'm like, Oh, I think I know where you're going. Well, so I was doing some research on Neptune and Aquarius and obviously these are generational ones. So I also think about it in the moment where it is. Mm -hmm. And then I read about Neptune and Aquarius for that, span of 2006 Mm -hmm. and it was about like how how many times neptune and aquarius has coincided with um really big like changes in technology and how we use Mm. technology and like the iphone the digital age and so or uh, i didn't say specifically that but like it made me think about this moment being an or social media moment mm-hmm. like social media was nascent myspace was out at this time or whatever right. but like facebook was like email invite only yeah but like paris hilton was using media meaning albums tv film um albums tv she was doing canadian film she was doing she was doing film i watched house yes, of wax house of wax uh-huh um she was doing it like no one else yes and i think that Neptune and Aquarius is Paris Hilton understanding the media moment, maybe more so than any other person and becoming a blueprint for Kim or other people. Yeah. Well, and I think that also not just like understanding the media moment and becoming the blueprint, but also like understanding how she has to play the media moment. Yeah. Like the Neptune, the Neptune is all oh, love this, uh, <laughs> is the like, isn't a planet of illusion. And so like, but Aquarius is all intellectual. And so for me thinking about this is like, she realized she like understood so deeply how much she had to perform the ditzy, like it girl when really she was this like very intent businesswoman making 
specific choices about like where she wanted her career to go. I mean, and that's the humor of Gottmik's Paris Hilton snatch game. Yes, the, that's the humor in just the voice change of right, Gottmik's like, snatch oh, game. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I just that's that clip literally just came up on Instagram today for me. So very funny. So while I surprised you for how much I had about Neptune Aquarius, I have nothing for Pluto and Sagittarius. This is one where I had to let go and let God. That's okay. I think that, uh, I mean, sometimes we just have to do that with these planets, but um, with these placements. But yeah, I mean, what have we said about Pluto and Sagittarius before? Um, well, I mean, it's the, it's, the, it's the Gen Z born generation. Right. So is this album a Gen Z? You know what's interesting about this album, which maybe this isn't where well, we talk about it, but like this album is so 1970s influenced. Mm, okay. Like it's, or, or is, do you think I'm sexy 70s or 80s? I think it's, I think it's 70s. But, but I, it's, I love that so it, many I dis- love that it ends with a cover of Do You Think I'm Sexy? Do You Think I'm Sexy? There's the like, jealousy has very disco vibes. Mm-hmm. A lot of it feels very. Like, it's almost, I feel like well, if you looked for where Pluto and Sagittarius was in the last placement, mm-hmm. it feels like as if mm. she's looking back to that for inspiration. No, I love that. That's a great way to put it. It came out in 78. Do you think I'm sexy? Um, oh, yeah. I also think that, like, I mean, coming back to the uh, her brand management of it all, like, the, the Sagittarius is having to go out into like Sagittarius is going out doing new things. And this is like her doing an album stepping yeah. out from the TV. Well, yeah, Sagittarius all about exploring moving mm-hmm. forward. So yeah, she didn't, I mean, this was after the simple life. So it right. is about, like, she knew she had to continue to expand her brand. It was very Tyra Banks coming out with a single and yelling at all the girls because of how nervous she was about being in the music world. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was very Tyra Banks coming out with the book, not model land. <laughs> which um, we should do on this podcast at some point. Oh my God. We should read model land. Her YA novel. Her YA novel. <laughs> that is, I once owned and it was like way too oh, big. It's, it's <laughs> too big. I've seen, I saw it. It's in a book Noble. I'll listen to on an audio for audio, but I wouldn't, you never. know, Mr. J wrote a book too. Oh really? That is about like a modeling competition series <sighs> where the main woman is like a tyrant. Well, now I want to read those in tandem. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Well, thank you for... Well, what was your favorite placement? Mine was Neptune and Aquarius, as you can tell. I mean, honestly, you're kind of winning me over with that. But um, I think that... I think that it's Venus in Leo. Stars are blind. Yeah. I mean, that that would be my second favorite. That yeah. one's the one that stands out a lot. Because also relatable. But I mean, if we leave you with anything, let's leave you with, would Kim and Kyle Richards be housewives if Paris Hilton had not released this album? And on that, <laughs> have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>